All right, so. All right. <laughs> we're started. Here it is. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. First episode of uh, a podcast that we don't have a name for yet. We don't have a name for it, though. I have to admit, crypto. Oh, I, I didn't. I meant to tell you, I made logos for us. Did you? I did. What? Um, I see. Yeah, I'll show you right now. Um, one of them. They're really basic. But I was just playing around because I was having fun with it. Oh, wait. Should we introduce ourselves? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm James. And I'm Bailey. Uh, and we are... We two are people. Two amateur uh, cryptozoologists, yes. so to speak. Also, we... we well, we just love uh, weird shit. Uh, and that's what this podcast is about, essentially. Basically, um, yeah. Just us talking about weird shit. I probably shouldn't eat and <laughs> No, you probably shouldn't eat while we're while we're, yeah. Um but yeah, that that's uh it's we'll we'll delve into all things cryptid, paranormal. And really just okay. anything. Any, really, like, yeah. This is just the jumping off point. We'll probably go into a million tangents. Yeah. This is what it's, it's starting with. Um, why are we doing this? <laughs> why? Well, yeah, why? Why? Um, well, I mean, we always get into these long conversations about Bigfoot and just weird things. Well, before that, let's start. How do how do we know each other? Let's let's <laughs> Yeah. Let's start with that. Well, James and I both kind of are work at slash are, I don't know, how do you describe it? We're, well, at one point I worked <laughs> there as a yeah. teacher. We work at a nonprofit, uh, children's theater. Um, Bailey was interning there, she still is. Yeah. Um, and I am there just always now. But somehow we got into the conversation of Bigfoot. Yep. Um, <laughs> And, uh, we realized that we both are like, like in love with it and have seen all the obscure upset. documentaries. And I'm pretty sure I just asked her one day. I literally was just like, "How do you feel about Bigfoot?" And <laughs> her eyes lit up. And from that moment, I was like, "Oh wow, there's someone that's a believer. There's, <laughs> there's a believer." Because everyone else just looks at me like I'm a fucking moron. Um, but Bailey didn't. No, I didn't. And it's funny because, you know, we talk about these shows that we thought only we watched, like, as individuals. Yeah. We're like, did you ever watch Finding Bigfoot? Um, um yeah, yeah, I did. Absolutely. <laughs> did you ever see that one documentary on Netflix with the weird guy? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, it was. <laughs> Just peeking out behind a tree. Um, uh, Todd yeah. Standing. That's the guy. Yes. Who, like, yeah, he, like, takes skeptics yeah. to the woods. To show them. Like, Did you ever Bigfoot see Survivor Man Bigfoot? No. We gotta watch that together. For sure. I just sure. realized that. That is, yeah. That's another one we should do. That um, is so true. But yeah, we've known each other for going almost a year now. Coming yeah. up on a year. That's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem like it. Well, kind of does. Seems I like guess, it's yeah. It's been a while. Um, and uh, one day I had a dream that... <laughs> I think this is how it started. So one day I had a dream that uh, Bailey was actually being mauled by Bigfoot. Uh, yep. We were all camping. Because we've talked all. about going Bigfoot hunting. Yeah, we talked about going Bigfoot hunting. And uh, I had a dream that we all just watched Bailey get the shit eaten out of her by <laughs> a fucking Bigfoot. And there was nothing we could do. <laughs> shit eating out of her. <laughs> that's um, like, a very, that's in, like a very interesting image that you're pulling well, out there. Well, that's what happened. And, um, yeah, then, then, uh, like the next day, Bailey was like, so I just had this idea. What if we did a podcast yep. about us and the weird shit that we like? Cause I think we're into the same weird shit. So mm -hmm. and here we are. <laughs> yeah, and now we're doing yeah, it. And, and now we're doing this. Um, and we decided for our first episode and you'll, we'll get into that, you know, eventually, <laughs> um, we're going to take creatures like urban legendy kind of creatures from each other's home states uh, and yes. talk about them yeah and we don't know what we're, we don't know what the other person's decided to research or talk about so it's going to be a surprise to both people yeah which is fun bailey's from arizona um 
she resides here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Now. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Um, Atlanta. I am. Uh, I am a native Georgian, uh, born and raised, not in Atlanta, Macon, Georgia. If anyone's ever heard of that, or if anyone ever listens to this podcast, uh, <laughs> we'll, that'll be a miracle. Yeah, we'll but really cool. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it I don't know. We're, I think we're interesting though. Yeah, I think so. And I'm drinking a, a French 75 right now that I made myself. So I will definitely become more interesting <laughs> as this podcast as it progresses. As it progresses. And I'm drinking a glass of wine, which is at 15 percent alcohol level. Which let me tell y'all, like, yeah. is a lot for me. I'm a lightweight a light. to the nth degree. Make sure you drink more water. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my water. Just the halfway through. Just Bailey's like, and there's a. Thing with the perma got the Bigfoot thing. Because I already have a hard time talking. Yeah. And so, like, add alcohol, and it's just like, does she have a tongue? I've only seen Bailey drunk once. Um, and it was the first time I've ever seen her drunk. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. went all in. I went, well, I didn't really go all in Not because all, I only yeah. had, like, two glasses of wine and, like, two mixed drinks, which for, like, most people would get them buzzed. But, like, for me, it was just, like, that drunk. Actually, that's a lot. You two think? glasses of wine and, and two, two... Okay, maybe it was a lot. Two mixed drinks, and like I two had, mixed cocktails. And I don't drink a lot. So like, that was a lot for me. That was like... I was browning out. There's things I don't remember that y'all bring up, and I do not remember from Damn. that night. And I never browned out in my life. So. What do you say? Brown out. What the hell is brown It's like before out? a blackout, when you like, there's like parts of the night... Because like, I feel like a blackout is like... Is you don't remember thing? anything. I don't know. That's something I heard in college, I guess. Oh. You're like browning out. I didn't like, finish school, guys. <laughs> um, well, wow, we've got a real degenerate on our yeah. hands here. I I was like, fuck the establishment. That was me. I didn't well, know. if you ever talk to college kids, they love to talk about drinking and who does more of it and how mm. like how they do it and so like browning out. Anything. It also just sounds I just think of an just asshole. Like <laughs> yeah, booping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I got some like shit, <laughs> shit myself. Round it out, baby. <laughs> Guys, I got so browned out last night. You don't even know. <laughs> you should see my toilet. You should see my toilet. You should see my underwear, man. You should see my underwear. Just everywhere. Streaks up and down. You know, honestly, I think this is the content that people are waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing them what they want. We are bringing them what they want. Um, oh, so this first episode... Um, oh, we also talked about, like, like we're into same podcast and same she likes like murder shit murder i like murder shit, shit. Yeah. and like you know we listen to some of the same i guess one of our favorite podcasts is my favorite murderer yeah <laughs> oh literally choking right now oh my god he's like dying before my eyes as we talk about this <clears throat> maybe i poisoned him hashtag my favorite murder hashtag, hashtag I, am, <laughs> I am the murderer hashtag she's a murderer wouldn't that be a weird thing and like this was like you just this was your way of just an murder. elaborate yeah, plan, to, elaborate get plan to get in my house and I murder me. I spilled your drink. Did you spill my drink? Something in it. Oops. Oh, it's just that's a little now. cyanide. Oh, keep my eye on you now. <laughs> well, um, you should have been from the get go. Anyway, so one of the things we like that they do is they you know they both each have like a story. Yep. Um, and so we decided, since it's the first episode, we would uh, each, I think we already said this, but we would take um, urban legends of cryptids and or mythical or paranormal, whatever it is, um, and we would research it, and, and if we found something cool, we we tell about it. So, Bailey's from Arizona. Yep. Um, I'm from Georgia. Yep. So, she looked up things from Georgia. I looked up some stuff in Arizona. There's a lot going on in the Southwest. I told, I know. You know what's crazy? He told me that like, what am I like? What is even in Arizona? Yeah. But I knew that there's just a treasure there's trove. A lot. Because there's there's so many native tribe tribes in Arizona that are really into like spiritual creatures and all that kind of thing. And then you have Mexico, which is there's they're into the dead and they're into a lot of spiritual stuff as well. So you mix those together. And you get a couple of white people, you know, drinking PBR in their cowboy boots, and you've got, you know, a chupacabra mix of greatness. Which, so, um, so we're supposed to do like one thing. I do kind of have, I just, I do have one thing, but because there was so much, I kind of want to like touch on a few of them. And I guess I can go first. Maybe I should have eaten before. 
Do you want me to go first so you can eat? Um, you know what? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. You can go first. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna chew and like just nod my head and be like, and I'll ask questions every now and then. Okay. And then we'll, we'll discuss. Okay, cool. So I thought this is all over the place. It's because that's my style. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Heard. Um, so today, I actually don't really know how to say this, so we're just going to wing it. Okay. I'm going to talk about the Loch Ness Monster of Georgia. What? Yup. What? We've got one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. So have you ever heard of the Altamaha River? The what? The Alta what? Altamaha River. Where is that? Um, it's kind of South Georgia on the coast. Like right like where what? it's right where the river, it's the Altamaha River. Like where all these sightings are, is right where it turns into the ocean. So this is oh. like you know river slash sea creature that's going up through mm. the channels, swimming in through all these channels in that part of Georgia. So like kind of south, really southeast Georgia, like right at the coast, south of Savannah. South of Savannah, so, so like, like Brunswick. A little north of Brunswick, so like literally oh. in right between Brunswick Savannah and, and Savannah. Savannah. Okay. So heard. That's where this is a thing. That's weird that I'm like picturing Georgia's map in my head as you talk about it. Yeah, I, I was doing this. I actually looked it up so I would know what kind of what I was talking about because I'm really bad at geography. But anyway, so this is a river slash sea monster because it's in a river, but it's also in a river that goes out into the sea. So that's why a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's a sea creature." I just kind of makes his way into the river every now and then yes and what's crazy about this one is that people claim to see it all the time like even like now like there's so many sightings of this thing like Like, what's like the most recent sighting of it um i don't know about the most recent sighting but the most recent video i have oh you have a video videos is um 2010 oh wow and i'll show you that later and you can tell me what you think so what does it look like it does look a lot like nessie and I'll okay. show you a picture of a diagram that someone drew. But if, I just want you to get something in your head before I do that. Okay. So it's got kind of a snake head. Okay. Some say kind of alligatory too. Okay. With a seal body and flippers. Okay. And a dolphin tail. So if you can kind of imagine those creatures together. <laughs> no, yeah, I see it. But what's crazy about the accounts of like seeing this thing is that like people say the size anywhere f- is from anywhere from like ten to seventy feet long? So which like, is a really big difference. Ten to seventy feet. So maybe they're saying like a baby one versus like an adult. Like an the adult, granddad. which means this is like a breed of creatures. I mean, they're they're breeding and they're they're a population. Right. Um, also, exactly. I just want to. Do you remember that show on Disney? Because you were just probably the, the, the one like with Jeff Corwin. Yes! He would just like, I always love that because he would just be like, find these weird creatures and before you found them, he would like talk about them and they would do like this weird like collage, like, and they would be like, it has the head of an owl. And it would just like put a head, an owl's head, the yes. ears of a bat, <laughs> the body of a squirrel, and the, with the tail of a mongoose. And you're like, whoa. And then they would show the creature and like, I totally see it. I don't know why, but you were like, it's got the head of a snake, and it was that was like that 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 weird collage that was happening. Oh, I'm I'm glad I could bring out. that yeah. back for you. Yeah, I was always mind blown that it was like there is a Steve Irwin and a Jeff Corwin, and they both did like outdoor, Out, outdoorsy, like, you know, looking for animals. Also, shit. shout out R.P. to Steve Steve Irwin. On, I watched a video of him literally yesterday, like on because I follow his daughter and his son because they're yeah. adorable. They're adorable children, and um. It was a video of him in a rain, with a an orangutan, a orangutan, orangutan, yeah, with absolutely. an orangutan, and it was um, a wild one. He was just in a tree, and she came to sit by him. Aw, that was nice. Like he's not even, and she had her baby with her. So Are you it was about just. To cry? No, I feel like crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I get real emotional about Steve Irwin. I remember when he died, like that day, so clearly. I remember watching his funeral on live TV. Oh, I didn't do that. I did that, and I bawled the entire time because I remember his daughter like read him a letter and was just like, "I love my dad. He's the best dad in the world." And I'm just like, "Oh my god." Wait, is that your Australian accent? That's my Mindy Bear. Oh, when she was a child. <laughs> Excellent. Was she in downtown Abbey? I 
I don't know, but oh. I just remember saying, I love my dad. My dad is the best dad in the world. Oh, but, man. Anyway, so let me show you the anatomy of the... And this is and this is the, the creature is called... And I realized I didn't actually say what it's called. It's called the Altamahaha. Altamahaha. <laughs> yes. Altamahaha. So it's, it's a sea creature that lives in the Altamaha River, and it's called the Altamahaha. <laughs> Altamaha. Yes. So yeah. Um. Wait. Did you look that up? Like uh, the, the pronunciation. No, I meant to before I came. But I'm pretty good at pronunciation, so I feel like I'm right. I don't know, cause I thought I was too, and I'll tell you about what I completely got wrong, which is why I'm asking that, cause I looked it up. Okay, I'll I look like, it up. I don't right want to sound like a fucking idiot on, on this podcast. I mean, I kind of, I already do, so uh-huh. like I'm not too worried about it. Right, I guess I could just look up pronunciation. I mean, I don't. No, really probably care. This is more of a, yeah. Oh, I got it. Okay, here's the video. Ultimaha. Ultimaha. So pretty close. Ultimaha. 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 Pretty close. Yeah. Ultimaha. Ha. The Ultimaha. Ha. Okay. So here is a diagram of the Ultimaha. Ha. Oh yeah. It's so nasty. yeah, like see, yeah, it literally, it's literally Nessie. Yeah. Literally Nessie. Which. The fact that there's like, I don't know, man. Like the fact that there's, you've got several places. That's not the only like creature like that, and and the like. It's not just the Loch Ness. You've also got the the one in Lake Placid. Right. Uh, at the one in in uh, up near Canada. I don't remember what it's called. Um, I didn't know about this one in Georgia. There's one in in Africa. The the Mel Melecum. Meme or something like that. The fact that there's like several places in the world in which people say they've seen this creature. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's just like so I like I just like the idea of of creatures that are just like yet to be discovered and unknown. Or for science to be proven wrong where I love the fact when a scientist has been like this animal has been extinct for millions of years. And then they're like, like pops up. <laughs> in 2015, they're like, oh, sorry. There was like two left. They were just yeah. like hiding. Oh, we just didn't know where they were. They actually <laughs> lived in the deep blue sea. Um, well, because like, I'm pretty sure for a while people thought giant squids were a myth. But yeah. they've definitely found like a ton. But they wash up all shore all the time. Right. And like, I, people, think, I don't know why they ever thought like that wasn't a feasible thing with how big the ocean is. And the ocean is so big, you know? And like, don't I don't know this? I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure squids live in like cold water. Cold. So they look deep. Yeah. So it's, so it's not inconceivable that they would just be in the, those huge, ginormous trenches, just chilling. But on yeah. So I don't know why that's just so inconceivable. Mm. But anyway, back to the Altamaha. Ha. Um. So, the crazy thing about the Altamaha is that it's not just something that like people see have seen it's something that has been talked about in native american lore in the area okay so that's an interesting thing to think about um mainly with the lower muskogee creek tribe right so they have legends of the altamaha and i wish i found stuff about it but i couldn't find anything about what like if they had talked about it being like a a mystic being or anything you know because native american lore is really interesting but i couldn't find specifics on that which i think is interesting consider considering my theory that i will tell you later okay but one interesting fact about the lower muskogee creek tribe is that they actually um during the trail of tears when andrew jackson did all that dick shit yeah they were moved to Oklahoma, which is where my tribe was moved. Oh, so it's like oh yeah. Like Bailey's Native American, guys. I'm part Native American. Part Native American. Don't want to claim the whole thing, the whole Shibata. She didn't grow up with any rituals, is what she's saying. But another interesting thing is that they owned slaves, and they like had. They were actually very. Um, they were a very successful, quote unquote, successful tribe for a while because they fought with colonists in wars and don't quote me on this because i'm not a historian (laughs) so if i get things wrong i'm sorry i'm sorry but um and they owned slaves which is you know pretty high status for native americans yeah Um, they were pretty much doing all right until andrew jackson decided i mean unlike most you know unlike a lot of tribes because they were able to really assimilate, assimilate. Well, I don't think they assimilated but they, they got There's on the, somewhat of an assimilation they used their land and what they had they used what they had to really trade with the colonists and the Europeans right. and to their favor 
gotcha. and fought in wars for them. They did a lot of, um, they're just smart with how, I mean, not that other Native American tribes weren't smart when they were taken over, that's not what I'm yeah. saying. Cut that out all the way. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Don't I Don't be fu- problematic, Bailey, on our first <laughs> podcast. I'm no sorry. one's going to listen to it. But this is something I find really interesting, moving on from the Native American tribe, which I can't really find anything on. And this this will play into my other theory, is that the town of Darien, I think I'm saying that right, is, it, is the town that's directly, like, that's where all the sightings really are taking place. Okay. That part of the river that's, you know, by the town of Darien and the Butler Island in Georgia. Okay. So this town was... Founded in like the nineteenth or the seventeen thirties. Oh wow! By a Scottish group of people. By oh. Scottish people. Isn't that interesting? Blackness. Yeah. Right? And so. no, but literally, in the crazy part is that the group of Scots that settled there and made this town are from Inver- Inverness. Inverness? What is Inverness. that? That's the town with where the lock. Oh. That's where the lock is. Oh, so maybe they even called their they even called the the, the town New Inverness before they changed it to Darien. Oh, yeah. so like you think, but what about the Native American folklore in itself? So like, I, th- you think so that was- I was gonna say my theory later, but this is coming up now, so we might as well okay. talk about it now. But I think so. I think maybe I don't I don't completely believe this might be it, but maybe these Scots came over and they're like, you know, there's a lot of buzz. And it might not have happened as soon as they moved there. It might have happened down the line when they're like, there's not a lot of resources in this area. We're kind of like swamplands. It used to be like rice farms and that kind of thing, but it kind of died out in the 1800s. Right. So I imagine like they were thinking like, how do we get money in this town? How do we become an industry, you know, a tourist industry? Claim that you see these creatures, this creatures. creature which is very similar to the creature in and, and the Scotland. And the, you know, so it's like getting tourists to come because they do that. They have they have like tour companies that take you out on the river to find well, to look for. <coughs> what's the earliest sighting of this creature? Well, what is this? And and uh, well, to, well, to bring it, it's the Native Americans. But to bring it back to them, I can't find any lore about it. So oh. what if they just put that like, oh, this is the tribe that's in this area. We I heard it from this guy. Mm. You know, so like you put you put it into lore. Say it's you lore. You say it's lore to make it feel real. And you know, no Native Americans like disputing it because they also live there, and maybe they want some tourists to be coming. Right, that or way. they just don't. And give you a talk fuck about yeah, to, yeah, to like you know, dispute it because you've never heard of this thing, so it's like I've never heard of it, man. I mean, and, and it became a bigger thing in like the in the eighties because there was more televised sightings, but. The first, like, the first, um, sighting that was put in a newspaper, yeah, or anything, like, the first recorded sighting was in 1830, and I got a news clipping about it. Okay. So, the primary eyewitness was Captain Delano of the Schooner Eagle. Now, the schooner's, like, a sailboat kind of thing, um, and he saw the monster in the river. So, this is, this is what the, um... The newspaper wrote, this is, it was the Savannah, Georgia. Oh, it was in Savannah. The, yeah. Oh, the newspaper, Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So he said, he repeated the particulars precisely, describing the animal he saw as being about 70 feet long and its circumference about that of a sugar hogshead moving with its head. <laughs> in- <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what a sugar hogshead is. It is a large barrel of casket in or a cask. So, just think of a barrel head, <laughs> about eight feet out of the water. Okay. So, so seventy feet long, circumference about that of a sugar hog's head. Seven feet or seventy. Seventy. Seventy feet. Okay. Yeah, and this That's guy was huge. in a sailboat. Okay. So he had the sail, and you know, you know, if you're the captain of a sailboat, you know how long your sailboat is. Yeah. So. He knew how long. So, like, if he he's able to like have something for reference if he's on a sailboat. Right. So that, for me, like that's the most outlandish size. Because if you, when we'll we'll read through a couple more of the sightings, um, and they really differ. But 
he's for me he's really the only one that's had a had that much of a reference right so that's interesting to me that he had a reference so i found this website and it is amazing it's okay. from the 90s okay and it's someone who um cataloged all of the sightings that they knew of in one site <laughs> so this person they're um well it's it's gabooks.com i just want you to look at this website <laughs> If this does not make you think of like elementary school. Oh my god. And like the that's Oregon so, Trail. That's so funny. Well, describe this website. Well, this website definitely looks like uh, when I was in elementary school around 1997, 95, 98. You know, you might get into early to the, but it's, it's very old looking. I'm not sure how often they update that thing. But it has some, some stories that seem like. I don't know, pretty legit. Well, just, say, yeah, they don't seem really, like really outlandish, like except for the fact that it's a creature that doesn't <laughs> that is said to be extinct. Um, Though I have to say, some of these people really suck at describing things. Yeah. Because like this person here was talking about a creature that's ten to twelve feet long, and this is a sighting in the in the seventies. Okay. And so he, the creature he says is ten to twelve feet long. And then it's, he was fishing, so it's and it snapped his fishing wire because I guess he got it, he got it, like it was it was on his hook, and he but he says that from his, the way he felt the snap that it was at least seventy five pounds. So it's ten to twelve feet long, <laughs> but only seventy five pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's that's like, just like the skinniest. Yeah, it's like ten foot creature. It's just a big dog. Like to put it in perspective, I weigh 150 pounds and I'm five foot four, so. So yeah, that thing is tiny. Tiny. So not all these people are the best at describing what they're oh, seeing. People and, don't know. Don't yeah, know. they don't think about it when they say it. So. I'm gonna, what a, yeah. What a, what a, you say you had a video. Yeah, but I wanna I wanna read a couple of these first. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Read. Let's, yeah. Let's hear some of these. <laughs> so this is May of 1988. Miss Carlene Temple. Okay. This is her point of view. When dri- when riding in the car, driven by her husband. I'm just kidding. Well, do it. Keep going. <laughs> you started it. When riding in the car, driven by her husband, across the Butler Island Bridge, going north toward Darien, traffic was stalled up ahead. So at first, they were going slow. Low tide. <laughs> <laughs> she saw it lined just at the water's edge. On the mud, at a kind of corner there, she said. It was part in the water, part on mud. Not sure of size, but big, very large, very long. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, they're driving. Okay. And like, it's they're driving along across it the sounds bridge. Like they're driving across was... the bridge, so the river's underneath yeah. them. And it's low tide, traffic stalled, so they're kind of stopped on the bridge. Mm-hmm. She sees it. On the bank, lying on the like half in the water, half on the mud, and she said it was too big to be an alligator, but it did, and it didn't look like an alligator. It was dark, blackish, but it could have been in mud. She says it could have just had a bunch of mud on it, yeah. and it was lying perpendicular to the highway. So like if the highway's going this way, it's lying like this. Okay. She saw its head. This is the first report from someone who could identify a head on the creature. Okay. And its eyes, and it would look like a horn on each side of its head. It scared her so bad. Hmm. She didn't want to go back for another look and was afraid to cross that bridge for some time afterward. Oh. What was her name? Miss Carlene Temple. Oh, Miss Miss Temple. Miss Carlene Temple. I'm so sorry. Let's drink to Miss Carlene Temple. To Miss Carlene Temple. Who's probably dead now. Who's definitely, (laughs) definitely dead now. I mean, she might still be out there. I mean, it sounds like she was kind of older. In this one, but this there's a lot of sightings in the '80s. There's a lot from the '80s. '80s. Well, this is when you said they were trying to build that tourism, what you feel to be. What I think, yeah. So I think because in '81 there was a really big article about it that I couldn't find. Unfortunately, I was looking for it, but there was an article about it that kind of made it more national news versus just like local news. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people were skeptical. But that kind of is when like they start the tours. Well, there's also like the thing like people saying like. When someone has a sighting of Bigfoot, and then suddenly all these people have sightings of Bigfoot. Right, because you want to see it. Yeah. But then there's also the thing of people, they hear someone have the sighting of Bigfoot, and then it makes them come out and be like, oh, I wasn't the only one. 
You know what I mean? Because sometimes you don't want to like, I don't want to seem like the crazy one. And you need somebody True. to like come like, out and be like, first person. that first person to be like, hey, I saw something weird. And then you're like, okay, cool. I wasn't crazy. So uh, it could go both ways. It could it be could. like it could be like people are searching for something, and so when they see something weird, they just jump on it. Yeah. Or that they they get the courage. The whole the whole uh, what do you call it? What do you call that? It? It's like with the it's whole Salem witch thing where oh, like everyone was mob mentality. Mob mentality. Um, so what else? There's there's two things I'm going to show you right now. One is this video from eight years ago. So this is one of the newer things, and I can put on the sound. There's a lot of dolphins out there too. Right, and it's, it's it's a sea like it could definitely be a porpoise, right? Because like, it's not that big. But at the same time, they breach all the way too. You know, like mm -hmm. how what are the chances that like, it just listed? When we were in Savannah, there was like a lot of like we went and we we rode like took like some tour and like we went out to the Atlantic but like the part where the river meets the the ocean the 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 what do you call it the, the dolphins were like swimming next to the the kayaks right oh, I think it's kind of over here now oh, oh no it's over there now. but see like that's not a dolphin thing because a dolphin if it breaches like that it goes all the way over and down you know like that's weird maybe a dying maybe, or, yeah, it's, ooh! I think that's and a also dolphin. where's the well where's the dorsal fin though where's the well, it's, a porp it's probably a porpoise of some sort, and not all of them have, like, huge dorsal fins, you know? True. But, and then they found something washed up on shore, and I'll show you a picture of that. So this washed up on a beach in Georgia. Not exactly the same area, but, like, you know, somewhere along that coast. Okay. But look, That's but look at... very interesting. Right? Like, look at the tail. It's very small. It's not huge. But that kind of goes with your baby theory. Yeah. And, like, look at... Just look at that. That is very interesting. I don't know what to say about that. And, um... Like, it wouldn't, like... I mean, I don't know, but, like... I can't remember what people said about it. So... And how long ago was this? This was recent. I think this was this year. Yeah. This is in, oh, yeah, March. This is March. And they, they mentioned that it's, like, Nessie already. They call it... Of course, also, local calls the... Call, locals call the Altamaha... Altamaha? Alti. So that's... I probably should just call it Alti from now on. Yeah. <laughs> so much easier. And like here's a video of it. Look at that. That's almost like an umbilical cord. That's almost like it yeah, was like it just born and it was and just like, and it died. She didn't. That's as close as she got to it. I mean, would you get closer? I would. <laughs> it's dead. So like, what's it gonna do to you? I don't know. It'd be terrifying. Basically, people think it's a frilled shark, which we can look at what that suit looks like. But Badly they don't see ghosts. Shark. Yeah. But like, what about this long neck thing? So like, how do we account for that? I don't know. So let's look at the frill shark as what the, supposedly what it's supposed to be. Okay, so it kind of. Okay. It's kind of an eel-looking kind of shark, but its head is like right up here. It doesn't have yeah. a long neck. Its fins are right up here. Its body's long. I guess it kind of. I don't know. Looking back, I don't know. No, it still doesn't. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. It's just the neck, because like the the yeah. tail kind of fits. This is kind of in the right place, but the head would be here if it was that sharp thing. And it doesn't look like it's like the part around the head, like the head shape. Yeah, no, and it's not the right shape. That's interesting. I don't know what to yeah. say about that. So, yeah. So, I actually don't think I have anything is that more. It? That's, that's really it. That is the Ultima Ha. ha. The, that was the Ultima Ha Ha. The Alti. The Ultima Ha Ha. The Alti. The Grand Alti. Old Alti. Grand Old Alti. Well, that was cool. Yeah, the Loch Ness monster of Georgia. I thought I knew everything about Georgia. You know, mm -hmm. me being a Georgia historian. Um, Georgia historian. In high school, I got the highest GPA in uh, history. Oh, did so, you really? Fucking nerd. Uh, I watched a lot of History Channel at the time. I actually did too. I love the man. I love yeah. Egyptians and the tombs. And yeah, like, and the History Channel has just gone down south, man. They, I don't. I mean, I don't know anymore because I don't. No, have because cable. all it's like weird, like Pawn Star reality oh, show yeah. type stuff that like just not. Which is just sad because I remember staying home from school, yeah. being sick, and just watching all I those. I learned so much about Abe Lincoln and like. Yeah. <laughs> or like you know yeah I used to watch this one vampire documentary that was always on the History Channel. I don't know that one. It was really fun. It was just, um, it was just interesting. So, you're from Arizona. I'm from Arizona. There's a lot in Arizona. Um, 
from the Chupacabras. Um, that thing freaked me out. Like, I remember watching, like, a documentary when I was five about that thing and having nightmares. Was it Monster Quest? It might have been. I used to come on the History Channel, which is also... But it, I was just, I was real little when this happened. Oh, like, the History Channel might be on play. I don't know. Um, but it terrified me, the idea that it existed. So it's funny, though, because the Chupacabra, even though it is, like, there are sightings in the Southwest, and it's totally different from the Chupacabra, the first sighting was actually in Puerto Rico um, huh. and this is not what I want to fully talk about but I, I'm gonna start Digress. with it because okay. this is like one of the big ones in in the southwest in Arizona um, chupacabras uh, it's said to have like these glowing big red eyes mm-hmm. it kind of kind of bipedal um, yeah. in a sense and it like has like this reptilian that was a description in and in Puerto Rico. Um, chupacabra actually comes from two Spanish words. Chupar, which means to suck, and cabra, which means goat. So it's literally a goat sucker. Yeah. Because that is what uh, the people said that it did. Now it's funny though because finding them in like the southwest Arizona area, it took more of like a dog-like yep. uh, look to it, which Really, if you think it's just like a mange coyote or some sort of yep. thing there's that people find. There's literally videos yeah, of chupacabras, yeah. and it's just really sick dogs. Yeah, it's, it's like really sick thing. dogs. Um, but it, I think it's interesting that it, it, this 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 folklore that started in Puerto Rico, a completely different part of, somehow found its way in the Southwest and Mexico, right? Uh, other parts of like Latin that have Latin native uh, origin. And, and took on its own like form, which is also a cool thing in itself. Um, but besides that, you guys also have your own Bigfoot, um, known as the, and this is why I said why I look up, I looked up how to pronounce <laughs> it, because I was looking at it and I said the Mogollon monster, but it's actually the uh, Mogollon, mm. based out of the Mogollon Rim, which is like this foresty area. Oh, you're talking about the Moglion Rim? The Moglion? Is that what you call it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Arizona. She doesn't even know how to pronounce it. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Um, but it's a foresty area in Arizona. People like to think about Arizona as being super desert. And like there's no vegetation but cactuses. And but that's not true. But it's not true. There's actually a very uh, luscious foresty area. Um... Ponderosa Forest. Yeah. Also, no, the McGee Rim. The McGee Monster is the Bigfoot uh, thing, and we'll we'll talk about. Did I ever tell you that I worked at a restaurant called Bigfoot Barbecue? No. Yeah. When I was living in Flagstaff, I worked at a restaurant called Bigfoot Barbecue for three years. I worked there. How did you not tell me that? I have no idea. Like. I've had like three serving jobs, and that was one of them. How was it? So. Did you have like the Sasquatch Burger? Like, no, but we had like we had pictures of him. We okay, people. <laughs> yeah, pictures of him. Just like him on van vacation. Yeah, you know? I, like we're just like you know like they just drawings and like things about him in various places in the restaurant. We also had someone dress up like him in a chupa in a chewy. And a chupacabra. chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot dressed up as a chupacabra. That's Chewbacca kind of, yeah. costume. Uh, it was a Chewbacca costume that, that someone like, would have to wear. And with, be like really loud with our work uniform, it was horrible. I always felt bad for the guy that had to do that because uh, it was no, it was hot. It was like a chupa, it was a chupacabra. <laughs> Fuck, I keep saying it. Chupacabras. A Chewbacca costume from like 2005 that we were still using in 2014. It was horrible. I felt really bad. Um, you guys also. That's interesting. That's a very interesting story. I don't want to <laughs> take so that away from so, you. No, but, but, but we gotta get back on track. Getting back on track. Um, you also have the story of this mini T Rex. What? Um, that so is. So you're teaching me about my my place. There's a video on it. These guys talking. I didn't really Google too much in that um, area, but just know that there's a mini T Rex thing going on in Arizona. Wow. Um, there's also your you have a dog man. I feel like I've heard about the dog man, but tell me more um, about the dog. So the dog man is this creature that is half man, half dog, mm-hmm. almost like a werewolf. 
Um, some people say it is it is out of the the white man's version of the Skinwalker, which is a Navajo. That's um, what, the Skinwalkers were one of my favorites because um, it's terrifying. Navajo legend. I'll delve a little bit into that. Um, but the Dogman, um, his actual first account was in Michigan. Michigan is the first to have like the sighting of quote unquote Dogman. Um, is that what you're going to be talking a, about? Mostly? No, it's not. Oh my god! You no, did too it, much research. Yeah. <laughs> Dogman is, is literally, it's got the head of a, of a dog and the body of a person, somewhat. It's, it's bipedal. Um, there's an account, in Ari- and not in Arizona, but in Michigan, which this guy was attacked by five dogs, and one of them also happened to be like a man. And uh, that's what he said. Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you where the Dogman exists. So most of the Dogman legend or encounters happen near the Apache Lake. But yeah, you can find them in, in Tempe or Tempa? Tempe. In Tempe. There's also some areas in, in the Sona, Sonora. Sonora? Sonora. Sonora Desert. Sonora? I'm learning, yeah, Sonora. Sonora. <laughs> And that's something where, about, that's yeah. really where I'm from. Tucson is in the like the heart of the Sonora. Of the Sonora? Desert. Oh, okay. Sonoran. So yeah, there's the dog man, and I thought that was really cool. Also, I want to go back to your Bigfoot, um, McGee and Monster, mm-hmm. um, because it is a little different when described. Um, the earliest account was described uh, as having... The first report uh, was this account in 1903. Ooh, out of the Arizona, some old Arizona. Arizona Republic, in which I.W. Stevens described the pe- creature <laughs> that he saw near the Grand Canyon as having long white hair and a malted beard that reached to its nose, knees. I was going to say, that's a very interesting beard. It wore no, no clothing, and upon its talon-like fingers were claws at least two inches long. Upon further inspection, he noted a coat of gray hair nearly covering his body, with here and there of spots of dirty skin showing. He later stated that after he discovered the creature drinking the blood of two cougars, it threatened him with a club and screamed the wildest, most unearthly screech. See, that almost sounds like a fantasy of what Bigfoot would be. Yeah, though. it sounds like, almost with, like caveman like. Yeah, but maybe his insane club was he was just saying it had a stick in his hand. Not right. like necessarily carved out a. Uh, um, Which I mean is not out of the realm of what Bigfoots are capable of. Well, there was another earlier document, or, and yeah. which was recounted by cryptozoologist Don John Don John Don Don Davis <laughs> um, during the 1940s. Um, he was on a Boy Scout trip near Payson, Arizona. <laughs> following account the creature was huge its eyes were deep set and hard to see but they seemed expressionless his face seemed pretty much devoid of hair but there seemed to be hair along the sides of his face his chest shoulders and arms were massive especially the upper arms easily upwards of six inches in diameter perhaps much much more i could see he was pretty hairy but didn't observe really how thick the hair on the body was the face head was very square, square side, squared up chin, like a box. So those are like the earliest accounts. And then talking to you, you were talking about um, Arizona and maybe think about, you were saying about the skinwalkers and that being like a Navajo thing, which is so funny because there's not really much known about skinwalkers because Navajo actually like to keep that secret. Secret. Yeah, because um, they believe in it. So yeah. if they think if they talk about it, that the skinwalkers are gonna like fucking. It's, I mean, it's just also like they're like they keep their culture within their culture. They start telling every white man or every non-native that's right. not a part of the culture like it, it is gonna dilute what actually is. And you also what, have to realize like the the Western Indians, Native Americans, they got to live their culture out a little bit longer mm. than the you know Eastern natives. Because, you know, the westward expansion didn't happen until, like, after Much 100 later. years after, you know, the United States, because the United States, you know. So, I think there was also, I yeah. feel like maybe there was less integration of these peoples in, in the west. Like, I think there was, like, a minute of, like, in the east, it was like, oh, we're going to try to integrate with these people and, like, kind of assimilate them. And I right. think by the time they moved west, it was like, nah, fuck these people. This is America. <laughs> We've already established this. Yeah. Um, type deal um but anyway so what i did find out about skinwalkers is that essentially they are native americans have healers 
uh, Navajos have healers and that they have just they are like the healers gone bad so yeah. you learn good and bad magic um, God, there should being be like a TV show shit, about yeah. this. It's so I think cool. there was at one point, starring oh. uh, Lou Diamond, Diamond Phillips. Which, funny enough, this guy constantly plays Native Americans and Mexicans, and he's like Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> That's America just, for you. Um, I just—he was just in a show with uh, that show Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob. And he plays like this Mexican guy that son is in a gang. And he needs uh, Billy to, like, be his lawyer for his kid or something. Cause... But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, he's still playing Mexicans. No one's... This is not problematic. Like, hey, you yeah. know, there's things that are problematic. And I guess they're like, huh, he's not problematic. Apparently, though, he is, like, in, like... He was, like, put into, like, a membership of some tribe. Because I think he's played enough Native Americans that they're just no, like, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be an honorary, you know? That's interesting. Um, so, back to what I was saying. But skinwalkers. Essentially, skinwalkers are like the bad healers. Um, and they use dark magic. Although, all all healers learn good and bad magic. It's well, because you gotta some, know when yeah, you, you gotta use the know, bad yeah. for the good. But the, but it's some people that take the bad and they, you know, they turn to, it's almost like Voldemort, essentially. Yeah, you know, just it's using like it for your own, yeah. you know. Personal. Personal game. Um, so yeah. Um, and then there's also... Your legend of the Thunderbird. I thought. See, I thought you might do the Thunderbird. I was um, kind of hoping you wouldn't, because like Thunderbird is cool, but there's other like the ones um, you've already said are kind of. So, cool. yeah. So, I got into the Thunderbird, and that's where I was going with this. I was going to go with the Thunderbird, <laughs> and it's After so funny I, just I said, said yeah, that. I was going with the Thunderbird, and then it took me on a wild ride. Okay, um, I'm, so I'm ready to go. I was reading all these accounts about Thunderbirds, and there's actually a lot in like North Carolina. Apparently, there's been a lot of sighted Thunderbirds. Um, there's also been a lot in Texas, and there's some in Arizona. And Have you seen the Magical Thunder- Beasts and Where to Find Them? Yes. It's in there, remember? The Thunderbird? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, that's the one he releases into Arizona. He literally like releases it and takes it to Arizona to like live its uh, life at the end. It's like that giant bird. I thought it was a phoenix. Nope, it's a thunderbird. 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 Um, I think that's my American house. Mine too. Oh, slack. Look at that. Ivermorny, or whatever the heck. So, we... So, I'm I'm doing this research, looking about the Thunderbirds. And there's, you know, there's been so many, like, sightings of, like, what I think it is. It's, like, this dark creature. It's, like, giant... And then there's this account of what someone said to be a Thunderbird that took place in Tombstone. <gasps> Tombstone! In 1890. Oh, damn. The Tombstone Epitaph. Epitaph? Epitaph. Epitaph. On April 26, 1980, published an article of an account of a huge winged creature that was found by two ranchers between the Huachuca. Huachuca and the Weststone Mountains. The Huachuca. Mos- ah, ah. The Huachuca and the Weststone Mountains. The, mos- uh, the monstrous was reported to look like an alligator with an elongated tail and a set of massive bat-like wings. When the ranchers discovered the beast, it was allegedly exhausted and only capable of short bursts of flight. The ranchers chased the strange creatures for several miles on horseback oh, as it guy. took to the air to retreat in short sporadic flights, occasionally getting within range and then engaging it with their rifles and wounding it in the process. At one point, they were able to shoot it dead. Afterward, the ranchers measured it and found the body to be roughly 92 feet in length with Ooh, two feet that were joined huge. to the body, just under massive wings that were awkwardly folded under the body. When the wings had been properly stretched, they were said to be around 160 feet in diameter from tip to tip, and the enormous head of the beast was reported as measuring 8 feet long, with strong jaws filled with formidable sharp teeth and eyes the size of dinner plates. The wings were apparently covered in some sort of thin membrane, and the whole body covered with rather thin, almost translucent skin without hair or feather. So like a dragon! They saw a dragon! Yes. Oh my god! So um, the Thunderbird is a dragon. And then there's another account, which a man in 2011 
claimed to have seen a large like bird creature with leathery wings, no feathers, and a thing coming out the back of his head, swooping down and landing and uh, to land and splash about on the surface of a river. In 2012, and one individual claimed to have seen a baby pterodactyl. <laughs> what looked to be a baby pterodactyl under a bridge in Tucson, Arizona. It was reported to have about eight, eight foot wingspan and covered with wit, whitish fur with a head of sports. Oh, whitish. That is totally whitish. <laughs> with a head sporting a top knot. So, so this took me on a ride. Whoa. And I was like, the first thing was like, is there like a dragon here? But then I started reading more things about flying reptiles and or like creatures like this, and it led me to pterosauruses, um, which is the the uh, the family in which the pterodactyl is found, which essentially brought me to <laughs> living pterodactyls and <laughs> and modern day time. Essentially, there are so many sightings of pterodactyls in the Southwest. Not just in the Southwest, but also in Africa, in Papua New Guinea, in South America. Just like saying Papua New Guinea. Yeah, in South America, and I found this website, and it's kind of. Did they say what they did with the body of the dragon, like the guys in the 1890? Um. Did they keep it? Did they just like? No, that that's not what I was able to find. Now there are things that say you know this was a time where there wasn't much going on in this town so, so someone came up with a story there's also photos that have some have obviously been claimed to be or you know been proven to be photoshopped but there is one that no one can it's definitely an old photo and no one can really necessarily prove it's one a man yeah one way or the other the only thing they can say is the wings don't look natural to be like they're kind of f- are folded and they like at a curvature that doesn't seem natural. But since no one has actually seen a pterodactyl in real life, yeah, like how would and they know? dead, how would they know like the if the wings would have this weird fold? It's also dead, so right. maybe yeah, yeah post, like yeah, not being able, yeah, post yeah, like, or rigor um, mortis or whatever the fuck. So it kind of took me out of of of, of Arizona. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Well, but you, but you gave me all those cool th- Arizona things yes. to start with, so it's okay. Um, so I there was also an account, one of the earliest accounts of what do you call it, of a pterodactyl, a live pterodactyl, was in the Illustrated London News, February 9th, eighteen fifty six. Workmen discovered a living pterodactyl. They were working on a railway tunnel, tunnel between St. Dizzy and the Nancy Line, and they had broken and removed a boulder of Jurassic limestone when the creature stumbled out of the tunnel toward them. It fluttered its wings, croaked, and collapsed dead at their feet. It had a wingspan of 10 feet, 7 inches, 4 legs with talons, 4 feet, legs joined with a mem- by a membrane like a bat, a mouth filled with sharp teeth, and black leathery oil skin. An exact mold of the creature body was found, the limestone from which the creature was released. So they're kind of saying that it was like, wait, that it was like trapped in the limestone? Essentially. Are they trying to say like it was trapped like in the Jurassic times and then somehow lived the entire time? This is reported to have been, because this was like the first, one of the first articles about a live pterodactyl. Right. Um, The newspaper account identified the pterodactyl as Pterodactylus anus. Pterodactylus is a genus of robin-sized pterosaurs. Um, none with the wingspan even approaching 10 feet. And anus is Latin for duck, which is canard in French, which is an English word for hoax. Um. So the first encounter um, was probably a hoax, and they just wrote this article. But that didn't deter me because I went looking <laughs> further. Because out of Africa, which there's a lot out of Africa, first humans out of Africa. Um, yeah. There's dinosaurs reportedly still in Africa, and also pterosaurs still reported in Africa. There's this African creature known as the Kongamoto. While others report of pterosaur-like creatures have come out of Arizona, Mexico, and Crete, it is out of Central Africa that some of the most interesting anecdotes have come. While traveling through Zambia in 1923, this guy Frank H. Melland, he collected reports from native people um, of an angry, aggressive flying reptile that they called Kongamoto. 
um, which means overwhelmer of boats. The natives were occasionally tormented by these creatures, described them as being featherless with smooth skin, having a beak full of teeth and a wingspan of between four and seven feet. And when they were shown a, an illustration of a pterosaur, um, the natives identified it as the most resembling of the creature. So again, it's not necessarily saying it's a pterosaur because most pterosaurs don't have teeth, which is also a thing that people are accounting for when they see these creatures, um, which also- Could it just be a bat? Just like a really big but bat? leathery and- Bats I mean, look leathery. No, but they also have fur. And not all the time. Not all the time. What bats don't have fur? Look it up. They don't have fur in their wings. Yeah, but if they're saying like it's just furless, but I mean, is that really that far fetched? The bat without fur, though. Let's look it up. We like to do research in the moment as well. In the moment. Do you mind pouring me some more wine? Hmm? Do you mind pouring me some more wine? Not at all. So where were we? Definitely didn't pause it. <laughs> just like <laughs> a moment of silence. <laughs> um. We're talking about how it couldn't be. You don't but think it no, be a bat. it can't be. It can't be. A, it can't be a wingless Did bat. Did you just look at it? No, there's, there's not even a picture without hairless bat. <laughs> Whatever. I think that's a possibility. I don't think we should write that off. But at the size, there's some big fucking bats out there. There is one, but it's not found in Africa. Okay, so you're more willing to believe that pterodactyls exist still in Africa? Than yeah, bats totally. Exist? Come on. Now there are. There is the. Um, it's funny because I, I'm, I'm more to believe if we are on the coast of people misidentifying creatures. Um, but you know feathers when you see one. I will say when we were in Savannah and we were out on the river, there was a moment where we had to swim under this like, I guess bridge um, to get to the ocean. It's like, it was Did like connected. Bats? No. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but there were just pelicans lined up above us like on this like sitting on the the there's like because there were like these poles coming out of the thing and they were kind of connected to the bridge and they're just sitting underneath it and it was the creepiest thing that i ever encountered because i didn't realize how big pelicans were and they're you huge. realize how much they look like pterodactyls when like they just get like, their yeah because they're just like their faces are really long and they're just like it felt like we were in like a, like it was in jurassic park and like because we're just like slowly kayaking <laughs> and like they're just like and then one would just like fly and just like land and just like look at you because they like, unfold their wings like yeah. really like and then you don't realize how big their wings are they unfold yeah. them and all of a sudden it's just it's like, like yeah huge um my god why are you biting me bro because he's bored okay this yes, is the I dog this is my dog is here and he's nipping at me because he wants love he's very cute um he is he's also a dick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but aren't we all? Sweetheart. I'm not. I'm a nice Lies. individual. Hey. Lies. Alright. Um. So. I don't know there, but so there's there's so many accounts of of of. In 1925, there was a man that allegedly was attacked by one. He said he was in a swamp near Rhodesia. This is all out of Africa. Um, in the 1980s, a noted cryptozoologist by the name of Roy McKell led an expedition into Nambia, from which he heard reports of a prehistoric-looking creature with a spring wingspan of up to 30 feet. These are not small numbers uh, here, folks. No. 30 feet? Um, damn. Like a wingspan? So that means, like, 15 feet each wing. So I think of two, like, grown men. That's, like, man. tip to tip. You know what I mean? So it's, like, like five grown men. Grown men. Grown man. Grown man. Five grown men. Five grown men's. It's like five grown men, like six foot feet, six feet. Are you okay? Yes, I've I've had one and a half glasses of wine, and apparently that's, a, that's enough. That's enough. I'm slurring Jeez my words. Sweet. But no, let's. If you put five six foot men, like head to foot, head to foot, that's the wingspan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to put it in like a, into like a relatable. It's fucking huge. Now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all I had to say. It's fucking um, huge. Now, the the other the other things that these could be, especially in North America, they could be seeing a pelican. They could be seeing blue herrings. 
um, which would also like if you look at those from a distance. Um, or the right angle, like at the right angle, like if they sometimes they fly with their feet together, so that can look like the 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 tail that you see with the, like the diamond shape. Yeah. So they definitely have like a, and also, hands down, blue herons are probably like my favorite bird. I just think they're so like cool looking, and they do have such like a prehistoric. They do feel to them. There's so there's a lake over in our. It's more of a pond. I was going to say, it's a damn pond. Yeah. There's a pond, and there's constantly blue herring over there. and A pond in your apartment complex. Yeah. And I walked to the grocery store today, and uh, as I was walking, there was one just, like, chilling. And uh, I wanted to go say hello, but I knew that there was no way to get into the water. (laughs) How sad. (laughs) And if I got into the water, it would just fly away. I wonder if creatures know that I'm friendly. Probably not. I, I mean, don't they, it's probably they have that instinct, the same instinct that we have when we see sim- seeing something bigger than us. I'm just like, get the fuck away mm. from that thing, you know? Yeah. That's what happens when any man walks in that's bigger than me. And <laughs> <Enter> a room. <laughs> Hashtag me. Hashtag get away from me. Hashtag men are the worst. Men are the worst, guys. I'll yeah. speak on, on behalf of all men. I can tell you that we're terrible. <laughs> but, um, so yeah. That's it for me, really. Well, that's uh, really fucking cool, though. I just, I kind of wish it was a dragon. <laughs> I like pterodactyls. But, but fuck, fuck dragon. A fucking dragon. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that's, ha- like, that's well, there about wasn't really 50% much, of the yeah. reason I watch Game of Thrones is for the fucking dragon. It's fucking, fucking dragon. Well, we can look up dragons right now. <laughs> In modern times. Did you ever watch that video, that, like, mockumentary? On Animal Planet about dragons. Oh yeah, of course I did. I knew you did. See, we are the same person in some ways. <laughs> Except you know, you're a woman from Arizona, and I'm uh, a man from from Georgia. Um, Georgia I think, man, Arizona girl, we get together every time we can. I think that's our theme song right there. We're just gonna <laughs> cut that out, and uh, I think we should conclude. Yes. Um, so, what did we learn today, guys? Well, I learned that they're, the Thunderbird is kind not necessarily a Thunderbird and might be a pterodactyl. And it possibly is. Um, also, I didn't say this. I guess it really has nothing to do. The Thunderbird also gets its name because it is seen before thunderstorms. Plus, its wings sound like thunder. So uh, that all kind of, you know, you get with the name. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty self-explanatory, but thank you, James. I don't know. Why the fuck is this a phoenix called a phoenix? Yeah, but it's not called a... Okay, okay, what if it was called a firebird? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I see. You know, there is a firebird uh, in Africa. <laughs> of course there is. Um, but there's an actual bird that goes with, it's like an actual bird that like, it's more of like a mythology surrounding an actual bird that right, exists. Right, it's like a mythological a creature. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not firebird, it's lightning bird, excuse me. Not firebird. It's he fucking bird. sucks, yeah. guys. No. Bailey sucks because she spilled my cocktail, she broke a cork in the wine, uh, and she constantly has to pee. These are all true things. <laughs> so... Sorry. I make guacamole. And I provided and wine. Oh, I know. And I was going to bring the food, but then I decided not to. And then she just said, I'm just going to come on over. Well, I I brought the the free recording uh, she software. Did. She, that sucks. She brought the recording software on her computer. Anyway. Um, but so I provided that, the microphone. <laughs> which is the more expensive quality item in the room. But yeah, that concludes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we learned a lot. Uh, hopefully you had fun. Hopefully you did have fun. And laughed a little bit. And laughed least. a little bit. I think we were pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, we'll edit and we'll figure some stuff out. Um, but yeah, hopefully more to come. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for... Uh, oh, and also thank out. you to all of our sources. Oh gosh, probably oh, yeah. some of them. Thank you, thank you. I'll say thank you to Copper State Crypto. Um, thank you to, um, crap, I, I was looking up other things. And, <laughs> like, thank you to 
thoughtco.com. I don't know what that is. Thank um, you, Legends of America. You did some awesome work on the Altima Ha Ha. <laughs> and thank you to, um, thank you to, yeah, that's all I have. Oh, thank you, National Paranormal Association. Oh, thanks, Paranormal. Um, thank you to, I have one more, but it's not popping up. Thank you to georgiabooks.com, which is that 90, 90s website that was great. And, yeah. That's it. So, that's it. See you next week on see the, on, on the blank show. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> All right. And. Signing off. Shining off.